most of our products, the full spectrum products, we've pushed the extract to have the highest concentration of THC we can get in it and still be legal because of how effective and beneficial it is, especially with the other cannabinoids. Like they actually work synergistically. It's more so allowing it to work in combination with the other cannabinoids in that extract for more bang for your buck for a, for a simple term. It's like one versus 10 together, 10 is going to be more powerful. And your dollar would actually go a lot further if THC is okay for you and you could do it in low concentrations. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project podcast. Today's episode, we are joined by a guest expert by the name of Joe Sheehy, and he is the founder and CEO of a company called Cured Nutrition. And as you're going to hear in just a minute, this episode is pretty interesting because we're going to be talking about the world of supplementation and the future of supplementation, specifically in the category of cannabinoid products functional mushrooms, and adaptogens. So this is something that many of us probably have been fairly curious about and have heard a lot about. You know, We all know about marijuana and the THC that gets you high, but there's this whole world of CBD and potentially some benefits we can get with inflammation and immune support if we take CBD. So we brought Joe on and he kind of demystifies that aspect. And then in the next part of the conversation, we get into talking about all these different kinds of mushrooms, like lion's mane for focus, chaga and reishi for immune support and relaxation, cordyceps for athletic performance. And I think these are products you're going to see a lot more, you know, certainly in the future of all these different companies, all these different articles online. So of course, here as a part of our community, I want you to know what's up early on and what things might be able to benefit you and your family. So without further ado, let's get into this fantastic guest expert interview with Joe Sheehy from Cured Nutrition. Joe, thanks for being here today. I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. So give us a little bit of a background on you personally. I think like under around three, four minutes of just like, you know, maybe some of your personal stuff that you've went through to take nutrition so seriously and how you got introduced to things like cannabinoids, mushrooms, adaptogens that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So growing up, I was extremely active, played a bunch of sports, played hockey, golf, basketball in high school, and uh, then went to college for aerospace engineering. And when I got to college, just like many kids, you, it's this like melting pot of a bunch of people that have no idea what they're doing. And so we get to college and we're like, okay, I think this is my path. Um, but so many of us can actually lose ourselves, in it. And I lost myself in college for sure. I, in the year 2012, found myself on the edge of a bridge. I came out of a blackout actually, and I was about to end my life. And the truth was I had a... a really big lack of integrity at that point. I wanted to be somebody that was building a life that was respectable and focused on health and fitness. But I was honestly just making terrible decisions with the people I surrounded myself with. And that dissonance between who I really wanted to be and and who I actually was caused a lot of anxiety and really turned into depression and, and me almost killing myself. I was pulled out of Boulder, Colorado by my parents and moved back home and was really lonely for several years. Uh, but it was, it was a reset. It was, it was a restart at my life. And at that time, 
bodybuilding and actually running both saved my life. If it weren't for bodybuilding and running, I don't know if I would be here because I still struggled with depression for quite a few years after that time. But what I realized on that journey was even in the bodybuilding world, the fitness world that sometimes we see on social media, there's aspects of it that aren't actually healthy. And I got into that engineering career. I still graduated and ended up getting a job working for Lockheed Martin, contributing to NASA projects. But as I was pursuing this bodybuilding career and, and working in my engineering career, I would go to my desk and, and I would be working on amazing projects like, like you mentioned in the opening, but it wasn't fulfilling me at all. And I felt that... I don't remember who has the quote, but it's it's most men live lives of quiet desperation. And as I sat there in my desk in my cubicle, I was like, well, that's that's me right now. And so I started to get more and more interested in how do I actually optimize my life? Like bodybuilding was like a physical transformation, but it wasn't true health at my core. And I recognized a lot of people in the bodybuilding space actually needed that support as well. I had started a podcast while I was working at uh, Lockheed Martin still. And I would interview people in the, the bodybuilding space. And we would have conversations about the struggles that they overcame and difficult times in their lives. And many of the conversations would end and we would have conversations outside of the podcast about cannabis. We would have conversations about CBD. We would have conversations about mushrooms. And they would come up because I was posting about them quite a bit on social media. And I had started using CBD to help calm my anxiety myself. And what, what I recognized was since those conversations were always happening outside of the actual podcast, I could tell that there was a reason why people didn't want it to be a public conversation. And that really sparked this idea for me that, you know, if there's something that we're talking about in the shadows, quote unquote, you could say, but it helps so many people, there's a reason. And the reason was conditioning, you know, for however long for so many of us, those of us that grew up in the DARE program where cannabis was lumped in with all the other substances in the DARE program, heroin, you, you, you name it. And I just didn't see that as right. I didn't see that as the correct story. And as I started to use less pharmaceuticals, I started to use more CBD and cannabis to help me recover, help me sleep, help me calm myself down. And I just knew that there was an opportunity here. And long story short, my boss kept belittling me. And I was extremely, extremely frustrated at the time with finding myself really desperate for something else in life. And it all came to a head one time where I started feeling myself getting depressed again. And the truth was, is I wanted to be doing something else, but I was still showing up and, you know, punching, punching, punching in, punching out and, and just desperately living the days away in my engineering career. And my boss actually gave me a gift. I sat in a therapist office and shared my story about what I wanted to do and the conversations that I was having and how I was still stuck in my career. And my therapist reached into his desk and he pulled out a card and he handed it to me. He had written something on the card and on the back of the card, it said permission. And he goes, Joe, you know what? You have an incredible idea to go help people. 
But what's going on right now is you're waiting for permission from the outside world and nobody's going to give it to you. You just need to give it to yourself. And I actually ended up putting my letter of resignation in that same night after I met with that therapist. And the next day I woke up and that started the journey of what is now Cured Nutrition. I didn't have a company, but I had an idea. And it's now five and a half years later where we've been developing what I believe are the most forward-thinking supplements on the market and really just trying to change the narrative and educate people around what we can actually do with natural, holistic-type supplements to optimize our lives. And, and that's the curative today. Nice. So cool. What a journey. And I think that many people can relate, even though they probably haven't had the same direct life experience as pivoting into a deep calling and career as you did. But the idea of permission, the idea that we must kind of like step off and give ourselves the own blessing and opportunity to go for something. I think people listening to this have given themselves permission to focus on their health, like that they're worth it and that their dreams are worth it. And maybe the fear of pushing into the unknown is worth it. And then the benefit is, you know, you get to explore and grow and ultimately create stuff like you have that helps people. So on that note, I'd like to kind of transition into what I consider like the education myth-busting component of this episode today. And I, I want to ask you the first thing is, is, can you define what CBD is and why it's different than THC? I mean, many people listening to this grew up in the 70s, perhaps. They are familiar with cannabis, weed, marijuana. But now we know a lot more about this stuff. We've done a lot of science and there's some certain extracts that are different than others. So what is CBD and why is it different than THC? Yeah, it's it's a very important question. So so CBD stands for cannabidol, and that's one cannabinoid out of what we're believing to be over 100 cannabinoids in the cannabis plant right now. And you mentioned a couple terms there that I just want to zoom in on because they're really important. So cannabis is kind of like the genus. And then down below it, you can have hemp and then you can have marijuana. And marijuana is typically what people think about when they think THC and they think about getting high. And hemp is more industrial. You could you could make clothing out of it. You could make fuel out of it. But we actually extract all of our extracts from the hemp plant. And the difference between the two really from a legal perspective is that hemp is cannabis with less than 0.3% THC and marijuana is cannabis with greater than 0.3% THC. Now, what's happening with all those other cannabinoids can vary depending on the plant, but the actual marker between the two is the concentration of THC. So CBD is one out of over 100 cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. THC is another. THC is the cannabinoid tetrahydrocannabinol, which is typically known for the intoxicating effects that get you high. But CBD is is non-intoxicating. It does have psychoactive effects, as in it can help you calm. It does have an effect in the brain, but it's not actually going to get you high. And CBD is what many people are looking to for the anti-inflammatory-like effects and the calming effects, whereas THC at very low levels is actually helping a lot of people. And it's more so for like pain reduction, but the higher concentrations of it that you get then you start to feel that intoxicating high effect. So we said CBD and THC, and then you'll hear of other cannabinoids such as CBN, CBG, THCV, CBC, and they all have different types of benefits. And so 
it's a very exciting time in this world because the extracts can contain different concentrations of all those cannabinoids that I just mentioned. But hopefully that explains more so what CBD is and where it comes from in the hierarchy of the cannabis plant. Yeah, that was a great explanation for sure. And I want to maybe interject couple of factoids that I know, and you can clear it up if I'm wrong about this, but yeah. our our system, the human nervous system has its own endocannabinoid receptors, and we have our own endocannabinoids themselves. Like we produce a compound called anandamide, which would be one example. And they find that people who get deep into meditation, or sometimes if you're in a peak state, that sometimes your body's actually just releasing these own uh, cannabinoids that we produce endogenously, and they make us feel a certain way. But now we know also externally from coming from the cannabis uh, you know, plant itself, but ideally from hemp, from a legal perspective, you're getting these cannabinoids, they can have an effect. I'd like for you to give someone listening to this who is vehemently opposed to THC intoxication, to the idea of marijuana as something that people are using recreationally to have a certain kind of like time or get drunk, but the marijuana version. Why should someone be looking into taking CBD and the non-high psychoactive versions? What are some of the actual benefits? Maybe some of, whether it's CBD, CBG, CBN, give us a strong argument about if someone's against the idea of being high, why they should not necessarily discard the idea of cannabis as a whole. Yeah, it's a great, great question. Great statement. You can use CBD and cannabinoid extracts without THC. So at very high doses of CBD, you will never feel the intoxicating effects if and only if it's just a CBD-only extract or it's a a broad-spectrum extract that has removed the THC. So when I say broad-spectrum extract, what I mean by that is there can be CBD, there can be CBG, there can be CBN, there can be other cannabinoids. And if the THC has been removed through a distillation process, you're not going to feel the high effects. At very high dosages of of CBD, sorry, you're just going to feel very tired and you will feel the calming effects of it. So many people believe that they are going to get high from CBD. And the truth is, if they had a full spectrum extract, there are trace amounts of THC in it. So you could get THC. But if you're worried about that and you go to a THC-free option, you're never going to get the intoxicating effects. You're only going to get the calming and anti-inflammatory-like effects. So you're getting a bunch of bang for your buck without it actually being intoxicating. And many people say, you know, I'm afraid of marijuana, anything marijuana, and they're just thinking about THC. So that's the problem is everybody's trying to lump it all together without actually understanding that you can get... 100% THC-free extracts. But you have to be very careful because there are companies that label things that potentially say that they're THC-free but aren't. So you have to make sure that you're going to companies that are willing to properly present to the public their test results showing and proving that they are THC free it's it's it really is a science in the extraction process and you can get 100% THC free extracts and the benefit of them with the high CBD and zero THC is so wide that you almost would be doing a disservice to yourself if you're using other compounds outside of cannabis to help give you relief without actually trying it. Because it's one of the most natural opportunities to 
take care of yourself and benefit your endocannabinoid system, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. The CB1 and CB2 receptors in our body actually are directly modulated by those exogenous cannabinoids. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there's a lot of potential for somebody to come and benefit from CBD without ever getting high. The problem is everybody's lumping it in together and saying, oh, it's coming from marijuana. I'm against marijuana. But they're not actually understanding the effects that stripping the THC from that extract have. So you have to be careful. You have to look into it for sure. Uh, But you could be doing a disservice to yourself because it's helping a lot of people. And I think we all are hungry for alternative options at this time in our life. For sure. And I want to comment on a couple of things. There's really great statements you made. One is on the CB1 and CB2 receptors. For those who want to get a little more into the science of it, please correct me if I'm wrong. The CB1s are, they call them the central receptors. Those are mostly in the brain and in the in the actual spinal column and nervous system. The CB2 are the peripheral receptors, meaning they're more distributed throughout the body. Is that correct? Yeah, you. they're actually correct. They're all over the body, but the way that they're um, located in higher concentrations is ex- exactly broken down, like you said. And which is why when these when these cannabinoids we take exogenously, they interact with those receptors. When we take them, let's say, in like an oil, a pill, or something like this, in the brain, they cause a relaxation effect with some of the cannabinoids. And peripherally, they may modulate the immune system or reduce inflammation. And speaking of like the problems that we have in today's day and age, anxiety is rampant right now. Sleep issues, rampant. Reliance on opioid pain medications, rampant. And it, and I do know that there is a lot of promise in CBD for helping these things. In fact, I have some close friends who are military veterans. They saw a bunch of crazy stuff overseas and like many of them have you know, PTSD and they benefit tremendously from using some of these cannabinoids to kind of like calm down the system without getting high. Can you share a couple of like stories or use cases that you've seen, whether it's athletes, veterans, busy parents, or anything that could be applications of something like CBD? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, and this is why we started in the health and fitness industry was so many people in a specifically bodybuilding, I'm going to zoom in on that. When you're doing bodybuilding and you're preparing for a competition, you're at very, very low body fat. And it's very hard to sleep because you're always hungry. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, one of the most important parts of our overall health is sleep. So in the, in the athletic world, if you're not sleeping, then you're not recovering. And so we have to focus in on sleep. Actually, 70% of our customers come to us for either stress or sleep. So from an athletic perspective, and even outside of bodybuilding, anybody that understands the importance of recovery, your performance is really based on the amount of your recovery. It's Yes, your training matters. Yes, your nutrition matters. But if you're not recovering, which is done outside of the gym, outside of a run, outside of whatever workout it is, then you basically have diminishing returns on your overall athletic performance. So that's all athletes in general. But then at the end of the day, all humans, like the number one most important thing for you to do to regulate your hormones, your sleep-wake cycle, your mood, your appetite, your metabolism is to sleep. If we're not focusing on sleep, then we're just completely missing out. So I always go to sleep first and foremost. But then... Many people like myself, if I'm sitting down for a podcast or I'm sitting down for an interview or I'm speaking in front of my team or I'm speaking at a conference, I'll actually take CBD for its calming properties. So you can use it sublingual. And I've noticed that it actually has a quicker onset sublingual 
So if you're going in for an interview or something like that, maybe you would want to go for a THC-free option, but you'll actually feel the calming effects within 30 to 60 minutes. So for the everyday human, if they were ever feeling anxious or we need to just get that relief because we're going into a high-stress situation or a situation where we need to perform with without being anxious, mm-hmm. I use it for calming all the time. So I don't like to say something is for everybody, but this is like the one thing where I'm like, almost all humans could benefit from it. And we actually joke at our at our company, it's like it's for everybody and their dog because dogs actually have endocannabinoid systems as well. Mm-hmm. They can benefit from the actual relief and the anti-inflammatory properties. So kind of just stress and sleep, if you think about yeah. those two main categories, <laughs> Pretty those ubiquitous. are the most things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually do have some sleep-based cannabinoid products that I take on occasion. And mine, I believe, has CBG and CBN in it. Can you mm-hmm. speak of those two? I, I've heard that some of those are a little more sedative in their effects. Yeah, CBN for sure is. CBG, we're still kind of figuring out. It's What's interesting is CBD is actually dose-dependent. So if you look into... You know who Dr. Matthew Walker is? He's like the sleep guy. He actually was on a podcast recently talking about some studies that confirmed that it is dose dependent. So at very, very low dosages of CBD, I'll speak specifically about CBD, people have actually noticed that it's stimulating at very low dosages. And then you get to the higher dosages, it's actually more sedating and calming. So with CBN, between like 5 and 10 milligrams, most people are noticing it has more of a sedative-like effect. Think like what it feels to sit under a weighted blanket almost. Like your body under a weighted blanket is kind of the feeling that CBN gives. CBG, some people have actually been putting it in like brain nootropic formulas and actually seeing more of an uplifting effect from it. But the reason that I say we're still kind of looking at it is because it is probably dose dependent, just like CBD. Nice. That's really cool. So, I mean, like this is fun because we're figuring stuff out and there's products that can be efficacious, but it's still like a lot of research to be done. The good news, and I, and I do know this and you could probably speak to this directly is this stuff is like very safe. Like Mm -hmm. how much of this stuff could you take? Can you OD on cannabinoids? Like what if I drank the bottle or my toddler drank the bottle of CBD? It's so funny because that's exactly what I was going to say. I've actually had my dog drink a whole bottle before. He laid around the whole day. Uh, but besides that, it's it's not intoxicate. Like it's not toxic, I should say. Mm-hmm. It can be THC can be intoxicating, but CBD is not toxic. There's no like LD50, like other mm-hmm. things out there where you can take enough Tylenol and it can actually kill you. It's extremely, extremely safe. And at very, very high doses dosages, it's going to make you tired. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. That's good news. And then I wanted to make a mention about people who are at work and have regular drug testing for what reason. Like if I, I have seen some stories on forums of people who do pop positive on a drug test because they're using some kind of full spectrum that has a little bit of THC that accumulates over time because those work drug tests are looking for the THC and metabolites of THC, not the CBD. So if you were concerned about work drug tests, you would need to get, like you said, a reputable company like yours that does the testing. Make sure you choose a THC-free option that's gone through some distillation process, and then you'd be good to go. Is that a rough estimation? I mean, no guarantee. We're not saying like you take this and you won't from Cured Nutrition, but is that the general concept? 
You are 100% correct. So about 50% of our products are THC-free. Most of them are coming in in a broad-spectrum distillate form. We try to stay away from isolates because we're more interested in holistic and a broader spectrum. More so what I'm saying is keeping as much of the extract or the plant intact. The further that you get away from the whole plant, the less holistic you could call it because it's getting into an isolated form. But if you have concern, CBD in its isolated form still has the benefits and you will not pop because you are not actually taking THC. So for us, if it's a THC-free extract, you would not be worrying about popping for a THC test, which is exactly like you said, what drug tests are testing for. It's very interesting because full-spectrum products with the low-dose THC in them, THC is... What's the correct word? Lipophilic. So it it's... it's um, fat soluble. So if you had enough THC in your body, it actually stores in fat cells. So it could accumulate over time if you were using a full spectrum product with low dose THC. And there is a potential that you could fail a drug test. So we always recommend if you're worried about it, go for a THC free option. And funny enough, during a weight loss process too, where you're liberating fatty acids from fat cells. If you do have THC history, like that would be a time where it'd be probably more detectable in the bloodstream. But I don't actually want to necessarily like straight villainize THC here because like you said, there are actually a lot of benefits. So if you wanted to get high, there are some creative and psychoactive benefits you could say to that. But at lower doses, it's also been shown, like you said, to help with pain, especially pain associated with cancer, has appetite-stimulating properties, which can be good for people who are on chemotherapy, anti-nausea. So it's not like THC is just like the fun and or the bad guy. There's benefit to that too. Um, it's just a matter of like what you're actually look, going for and looking for. Yeah, you're 100% correct. And we actually, most of our products, we've the full-spectrum products, we've pushed the extract to have the highest concentration of THC we can get in it and still be legal because of how effective and beneficial it is, especially with the other cannabinoids. like They actually work synergistically. And THC at very low dosages, if you have CBD as well, and you've used THC, but it makes you anxious, the CBD actually can counteract those anxiety-provoking effects. Because some people get high and they say they're extremely anxious. And I understand that. I've had that happen to me. And it's more so allowing it to work in combination with the other cannabinoids in that extract for more bang for your buck for a, for a simple term. It's like one versus 10 together is actually mm-hmm. going to be... 10 is going to be more powerful. And your dollar would actually go a lot further if THC is okay for you and you could do it in low concentrations. Yeah. And again, the concentration is like... Was it like 0.3%? Was yeah. that what you said it was? Yeah. Versus like a flower that you'd get, like if you were going to smoke weed to get high, could be up to like 20% of the flower's weight THC. So like just there's a factors of magnitude higher, like of just having a little bit of THC in the extract. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's very low. And you're right. It's typically, I mean, you see in dispensaries sometimes upwards of 30 something percent. So we're talking fractions of fractions of that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, this is really cool. I mean, I, 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 my hope from this conversation that people took away a few things. One is this world of cannabinoids, they have very powerful effects. We have these receptors in our bodies and it would be worth exploring, especially if you have a long history of pain, you feel like you're not recovering, you want to reduce anxiety or sleep better. 
Yet you must go to a good company like Cured Nutrition that actually like does third-party testing and like has really quality products. Now, I want to continue to talk about some other fun things besides just cannabis. And this is like the world of mushrooms. This is really awesome that it's become one of the hottest topics and you have some amazing products that blend these in. We're starting to realize that mushrooms, this whole kingdom, like we have plants, we have animals, then we have this whole like mushroom kingdom that we don't really appreciate. But now we really are because we found that a lot of these mushrooms are immune modulating. They help fight cancer. They can regenerate neurons. And then there's a whole variety of them that have psychedelic effects as well that are now being studied in the fields of like PTSD, depression, stuff like that. You obviously don't sell the psychedelic version of these, but you do have a lot of these key mushrooms in there. So let's talk about some heavy hitting mushrooms that you think people should know about. We might talk about a couple specific mushrooms and just the promise of them, why people should have them on their radar. Yeah. So just like we talked about cannabis, a great way to start with the mushrooms is exactly as you said, we have culinary, which people understand they cook with them, you know, the portobellos, the, the, the mushrooms that you get in your pizza. So culinary, and then we have functional, which is what we're going to talk about. And then we have psychedelics. So functional mushrooms have the ability to have a specific function in the body. That's why they're named functional. And we've actually had three different categories of mushrooms come into our products. So we have some that are more on the energy and cognitive enhancement side, which would be lion's mane and cordyceps. Cordyceps is a really cool mushroom because some uh, endurance athletes are actually utilizing it for oxygen uptake, which is so cool. So cordyceps and lion's mane. Lion's mane is more on like the neurogenesis side that you were saying. Um, lion's mane, it's a beautiful mushroom. It looks literally like a lion's mane. And then we get into like gut health and immune support. That's like turkey yeah. and chaga, turkey tail and chaga. Those are really, really good for the immune system and the overall health of your body. If your gut health could could greatly benefit from them. And then you have some that are more on the calming effects as well. And that's like reishi. And we use reishi in some of our um, some of our calming formulas, some of our gummies and our sleep products. And so when I say functional, you think function, what is the function? Do we ha- Are they going to help benefit me from an energy or a cognitive enhancement perspective, immune system perspective, or an overall calming central nervous system support? And... Uh, we're really just tapping into that world. I think there's Taro, the founder of Four Sigmatic, wrote a book with a clinical herbalist, Danielle. It's called Healing Adaptogens. And I highly recommend that. And all the mushrooms show up in that, in that book. But I think that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, but I wanna say that there's like 20 something different mushrooms that are identified as functional mushrooms right now. And then of course, there's hundreds and thousands of different types of mushrooms. And we just zoomed in on the functional and those are the ones that we use in our products. Nice. That's awesome. I'm excited to speak more about mushrooms. And I just want to define the term adaptogen for those who are listening. Basically means something that makes the system more resilient. It helps the body adapt and become more resilient to stressors of any kind. It could be an exercise stress, could be psychological stress, physical stress. So mushrooms are adaptogens, and there's also other powerful herbs that are adaptogens too that we will chat about at the end of this. Now, in terms of mushrooms, like I have experience with using a couple different kinds. Lion's mane, I actually do currently take that regularly now. I believe I use like either from Ohm or Four Sigmatic, I put a little powder sometimes in a morning drink. And Lion's Mane, I take that because it is neuroprotective. It's good for focus. 
I have used chaga in, uh, chaga in the past for immune support, but primarily when I need it. Rishi, I have used in the past for some calm, but I haven't been taking that consistently. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, what do you take in terms of mushrooms and where do people even start? I know it's based on the function that they want to experience. And maybe this would be a time to even chat about some of the formulations that you've made that you think are really useful that have these different mushrooms in them. Yeah, so what we actually did as a company was we have a clinical herbalist we're based in, in Colorado and we have a clinical herbalist that's in Boulder, Colorado that actually works with patients one-on-one. So she'll create a unique formulation for them based on anything that they're working through. And we approached her and we said, hey, you know what? We want to try to serve as many people as possible. How can we take this idea of functional mushrooms, adaptogens, and cannabinoids and combine them and create a very specific function that's also scalable? So she's going from a one-on-one client perspective to then scaling. And what you have to do is you have to understand that some herbs and mushrooms have warming effects and some have cooling effects. Some are wet and some are dry. And I just mentioned that because that creates the way that those herbs and mushrooms actually work together. So if you have something that's very stimulating, like a like a rise product, which is which is our uh, nootropic, our focus product, we actually combine herbs and cannabinoids with lion's mane and cordyceps to Mm -hmm. balance out the product. So lion's mane and cordyceps will kind of be more of the uplifting and CBD in that actual product as well is going to balance out the supplement. So think about taking something that's stimulating, but at the same time taking CBD that's going to balance it out so it's not overstimulating and have you have the jitters or something like that. So I I use lion's mane and cordyceps almost every single day. I am somebody that does like to drink coffee as a ritual, but I'll just have one cup in the morning. And then I typically do our Rise product with Lion's Mane and Cordyceps about 11 or noon. Mm -hmm. Because I try to get away from caffeine midday. Caffeine having an eight-hour, about an eight-hour quarter life. If you're drinking caffeine at noon, you're going to have caffeine in your system later in the day. So it's a great replacement for a midday caffeine reach. If somebody Mm -hmm. typically goes for caffeine in the middle of the day, that's going to have a very negative effect at the end of your day when you're trying to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about sleep, it's like, well, you have to actually think about everything that you do throughout the day. So I use lion's mane and cordyceps daily. And then I use reishi daily as well. Um, I typically use our Zen product, which has reishi and then a couple other herbs in it. And that, again, is for the overall calming perspective. But I really stick to those three. Mm -hmm. I have used the chaga and turkey tail when I've felt like I need an immune boost. But I typically go for... I I have my vitamin D and then I have my greens powder. And typically... I'm pretty healthy. I'm actually getting over RSV. My daughter came down with it wow. a couple of weeks ago. But typically, I'm really healthy and uh, don't take those consistently, like you were saying. Um, but chaga, turkey tail, again, yeah, that's that's immune support. So for me, lion's mane and cordyceps daily and a reishi is daily as well. Nice. So yeah, the two stimulatory that you balance out with your CBD and your formula, it serves as like that extra cup of coffee that you don't need because it's just a way more beneficial way than just more caffeine at that point. And then you take evening relaxation, which probably has some cannabinoids of some so, some sort paired with the reishi. And that's, and that's really good. I mean, that sounds like yeah. a really good way to do it. And I'll say too, if people have a family, any family members or friends that have cancer or immune disorders, like it'd be worth exploring some of those immune modulating mushrooms like turkey tail um, and chaga, because there is some actual legit research 
on turkey tail and cancer and very beneficial to certain kinds of cancers and chaga too, because they have these specific polysaccharides. So that is, that's awesome. And I, I mean, I think we're looking at the, you're seeing a lot more products with this. So talk to me about, because you're on the back end of this, as well as the front end, is there a big variety in quality of mushroom products in the manufacturing process? Like what makes a good manufacturer of mushrooms versus a bad one? Is there something you need to watch out for like contaminants with heavy metals or, you know, like the THC example, you want to make sure things are third-party tested. Like what's the deal with like mushroom production? Where are we growing these? Where do these come from? I'm just kind of curious on like the business side of this. It's a very good question. It's a very important question because it's the exact same conversation that would come up with hemp. So with hemp, for example, I'll just use that as an example. Hemp is a can remediate land. So what I mean by that is if there's toxins in land, you can grow hemp and it will suck the toxins out of the land. So you can get heavy metals. You can get, of course, pesticides from the growing process. And same is true for mushrooms. We need to be very careful with what could actually be in the final product. Now, Heavy metals, pesticides, those types of things can show can show up in really any type of herb, mushroom, hemp, cannabinoid product. And so it's really important to make sure that you're getting test results. And so I, like I, I, I mentioned this earlier, but not every company actually takes the time to do third-party testing on their products because to be honest, it adds about 10 to 15% to our COGS. So it becomes much more expensive. The company becomes less profitable. And for an uneducated consumer, it actually could be detrimental. So it could be detrimental in the fact that from the mushroom world, there are a lot of tests to actually prove like the concentration of mushrooms. But when you get to cannabinoids, you can actually see, okay, this product says it has 30 milligrams in it the test shows 30 milligrams because there's a lot of testing available for those. But same is true for mushrooms. You have to be very clear about the source. There's a lot of talk about whether the fruiting body or the mycelium is more effective. So the mycelium is actually like the root system. Think about it as the underground and the fruiting body is above ground. We use the fruiting body in all of our products. Now, I have used mycelium-based products And I've actually noticed them to be just as effective. And so it's very interesting to me because Mm -hmm. a lot of people in the space say that mycelium is just as effective as fruiting body. But when it comes down to the polysaccharides and the flavonoids, they're typically, you see more of those in the fruiting body. That's That's what we've been seeing. So it just really depends on what you're looking for. But the cool thing about the mycelium is that root system is the system that's actually creating what many are calling like a neural network. Mm -hmm. The biggest organism on our planet is a mushroom and it communicates through the mycelium, through a neural type network. It almost mimics the brain. Mm -hmm. So I do believe there is a lot of benefit to the mycelium and there's a lot of talk around it. But same is true for mushrooms and any other herb as we talk about cannabis. There is the potential for heavy metals, pesticides, those types of things to show up. Mushrooms are cultivated most of the time differently. Typically, they're cultivated indoor and propagated in some type of a starch, like a rice or an oat or something like that. Mm -hmm. So when I sit back and think about it, 
I don't think there's as great of a potential for for contaminants right. as compared to cannabis, but there still is because not all of the mushrooms are cultivated in indoor environments. And even in an indoor environment, there's a potential for other things to actually show up. So testing is really important. Nice. That's definitely a resounding theme here um, of this is like quality, quality, quality. Like we have a, like a lot of products are coming out in the market with these things and testing is huge. I love that. Yeah. Um, I love that like for a second, just kind of come back to that comment you made about the mycelial network being like the largest organism on the planet, because I think it's a cool way for people to connect with this a little bit more. Okay. So we have these giant, we have these huge forests. Let's say we're in Northern California in the redwood forests. And like, we see the trees, but like underneath in the root system, everything's completely connected with this basically fungus matrix of like mushrooms that are connecting plant to plant and actually facilitating like cross cross-kingdom communication, cross-species communication. Um, and it's kind of like, seems like it mirrors how our brain and our neurons work, as you said. It's like acts as like a neural network of a of a sort. And I guess I, I'm bringing this up to say, I feel like it's a little poetic, if you will, that the mushrooms are like a nervous system. We are based off this nervous system and they also give us so much benefits when we interact with them. Uh, it's cool. I think for me, I guess it borders on the the realm of like even like spiritual and connected that we have mm-hmm. something like this that's such an intertwining factor. Can you speak into that if you have a relationship to that idea or something else along those lines? Yeah, I, I can't claim to fully be an expert on this, but there's actually the belief and it's starting to really be proven that we are more similar to fungus, fungi. We are more similar to mushrooms than we are plants. And so what everything that you just mentioned is like, if we're more similar to a mushroom than we are to a plant, what is the truth between where life really comes from and how messages are created? And I'll speak just briefly on psychedelics for a second, because what I've noticed is that in that world, and and I have used them, psilocybin mushrooms, when you utilize them, you feel more connected to the earth you feel and you look around, you're like, oh, wow, like we are one, like we are the same. And that can get off into a spiritual conversation. But I have numerous people that say the exact same thing. So I think it's very interesting to look into. I don't claim to be the expert there, but we are truly closer to fungi than we are to plants. That's cool. That is really cool. And um, to, because we brought up the psychedelics, I don't think we'll speak about it too too long because I don't think you and I are either an expert on this. But there be there are some things to say. I think if I look down the forecast of what I see happening in the next ten years as it relates to therapy and mental health, psychedelics, whether you like it or not, are going to make a huge splash in the available treatment options for all sorts of conditions ranging from depression to PTSD to trauma, maybe even to ADD, ADHD. I mean, not necessarily just as standalones, but combined with different kinds of cognitive behavioral therapy. Like there's a lot of research being done right now. And for people who are interested in like maintaining cognitive health as they age, you know, it's a process of neurons do die from life decisions, just general senescence. Uh, some of the psychedelic compounds do cause the brain to grow new neurons and create new connections too. So there are people who are playing around with low doses of things like psilocin or psilocybin, some of the compounds in those uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms and like seeing benefits to creativity, to mood, without even necessarily, frankly, going on a 
journey or a trip, if you will. It's just like, it's a big field. There's a lot coming down the pipeline. Mushrooms are going to become hugely important. And I bet your company is going to be wildly successful in the functional space. And then we'll see what happens down the pipeline. Um, anything else you'd like to share on the psychedelic variety before we kind of start to wrap this up? I, I will say that they were one of the leading factors in the therapy that I went through to really start to work through trauma in my own life. And so everything that you just said is 100% true for me from an anecdotal experience. And I 100% agree. I actually, in starting this company, was microdosing for about nine months. It helped me with my creativity. It helped me with my mood. And uh, I see the same future as you just mentioned. Cool. It is an exciting future indeed, a future where we're all a lot more connected to mushrooms. So Joe, I appreciate you sharing so much. I think we covered a pretty good landscape. Now, at this point, I would love for you to share with us like where our listeners can connect with you more. Um, we will definitely have the Cured Nutrition website linked wherever someone's watching or listening to this, whether it's YouTube description, podcast platforms. Um, I believe you have a special discount code for us. This works for Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project, but the discount code is Fit Father, one word, and there'll also be some special links. So please tell us yeah. a little bit about your mission and vision with the company, where people can go check things out, learn more about you, and, and you just like learn more about mushrooms, adaptogens, CBD, et cetera. Yeah. We truly believe that we're laying the groundwork for the future of supplementation and the future of medicine. We believe we are a branch of medicine. I'm not going to claim to say that like Western medicine and all the great innovations that we have today are going to be gone, but I do believe there's another branch and we are laying the groundwork for that alternative branch. So that's our mission and our vision for the future is to be the provider of microdose supplements nationwide from THC, CBD, and potentially psilocybin. Um, we can be found on Instagram. You have to type out cured nutrition. We are unfortunately shadow banned by big tech. Uh, the fact that we are marijuana related uh, has made it so we're shadow banned on Instagram. So that's the lovely world that we live in. You got to type out cured nutrition. And again, as you mentioned, uh, Fit Father can be used at curednutrition.com. All of our supplements can be used for different aspects of your day, whether it comes down to cognitive enhancement, immune support. But I will say most people come to us for stress and sleep support. And again, that's curednutrition.com. Joe, thank you so much. This was like super informative, very fun. Yeah. I know people listening right now got a lot out of this. I appreciate you. And I'm excited about the future of Cured Nutrition. Yeah, thank you, brother. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. 
Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.